You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. Welcome to To Goal or Not To Goal. (laughs) This is Life Repurposed, and we're going to be talking about resolutions and goals today. It is something that at this time of year, at the end of the year and moving into New Year's Day, a lot of people do. And so I wanted to give a little bit about how I feel about setting goals and maybe inspire you if you're somebody who has set goals and has either not achieved them or doesn't love setting goals. I'm just going to talk a little bit about my experience and why I've discovered that it is important, but I've modified it from what some of the experts say that we should do when it comes to setting goals. So I didn't used to love goals at all, and I still don't love, like I want to set goals. And part of that is because I'm a perfectionist. And so for me, if I set a goal and I don't achieve it exactly the way I set it down and I didn't follow the steps and hit the deadlines and everything, then I think I have failed in some way. And so for me, I think I need to have goals be a little bit looser in that I know that I have to be able to achieve. And my reasoning for that is not only am I a perfectionist, but I am also an achiever. If you've um, taken the Clifton Strengths Finder ever, you can find out what your main top five strengths are, and my number one is achiever. That means I like to knock things off of a list, I like to get things done. So for me, it means, it doesn't mean that if I don't have goals, I don't produce anything. In fact, I thrive on getting stuff done. However, without goals, I have no direction, and so that can be really a challenge. So here's some of the things I've tried over the years. I've tried elaborate goal planning where you sit down and you come up with how, like here's the goal I want to achieve, and here's about how much time I need, so every month I need to spend this many hours or do this many tasks, write this many words or this many articles, whatever it is to achieve that goal. And the problem is life gets in the way and something happens and then um, I just forget the goal. Like, not only do I forget the goal, but I forget the whole process I set up. So it involves like pulling out a sheet or a notebook or something and saying, oh, this is what I needed to have done by this month and I didn't do that. So again, that's where the failure comes in. So I've scratched that one because it really didn't lead to anything happening when I did it that way other than I had a really nice plan and sometimes I even prettied it all up and everything like that. Then I tried setting my goals so low that it would be super easy to achieve them. So I'm going to write one article this year. (laughs) Ooh, It doesn't even feel like something I can celebrate if I set the goal so low that it's just easy to achieve. So I have discovered that if I'm going to set goals, they have to be something that challenges me a little bit, gets me out of my comfort zone, and seems impossible when I first set the goal. So that's that's why uh, it does not work for me to just make it easy because then the achiever in me feels like I didn't do anything, I cheated. I've tried not setting any goals at all and just flying by the seat of my pants because really, if you left it up to me, that's kind of the way I would prefer to live my life. However, I've realized that then I don't necessarily achieve anything that has any structure to it. I get a lot of stuff done, like I said, I always do, but it doesn't have, like it doesn't propel me forward towards something meaningful, I just do stuff. So it just doesn't work for me to have no goals 
And yet the perfectionist in me says, well, then what do I do? So um, here's my dilemma. If you have a need to achieve, but as a perfectionist, it's, it's too risky, you think, to um, declare what you want to achieve. I want you to ask yourself, well, what would happen if I didn't do it? What would happen if I messed it all up? What would happen if I decided to go in a different direction? What if I don't leave enough room for a change of mind? Those are all questions that come to mind that would initially make me decide I'm not even gonna set a goal. However, with some flexibility, those questions are all okay to ask. All the what ifs are just me asking, really essentially, well, what would my life be like if I didn't even try? And I wouldn't want that. So. Um, as we think about setting goals, I, I've made the change and I think it came for me as a wake-up call one day. Like, I've gone through years of accomplishing stuff. However, there was this one incident that I can point back to that reminded me of how important it was for my whole life fulfillment to understand where I was going. So. Um, Goals direct us towards our best and they help us to evaluate and change and grow. And here's how my wake-up call came. We were in a staff meeting at the job I was doing and I enjoyed the job, but I was really struggling at that moment to figure out if I belonged there. And I didn't really know why I was struggling with that because I was using my gifts and abilities and I felt like I was making a difference for my clients. And I hope I was making a difference for the people I worked with at work as well. Um, so I liked my team, but at the end of the day, I didn't have this sense of accomplishment like I had done something um, that I could celebrate and I felt sort of deflated at the end of a work day, like going home like I did stuff, but I don't know where I'm going. And then one day we had a team activity where we needed to set some long-term goals. So each of us were going to dream and decide like, where would we see ourselves in five years? Where do we want to go? And it was in that moment that I had this wake up call that I, I couldn't answer the question. And I knew I had to because we were all going to come back together and read our dreams and our goals to each other. So I knew I had to put something down. And yet, as I looked five years down the road, when I got honest with myself, I couldn't see myself there. I couldn't even come up with really like, where where would I go? So I wrote down some stuff. It was kind of, um, well, I knew I just, I could pick some things based on my skills and abilities. Like here's, here's the direction I think I would go. Uh, I shared it with the group. And then later that day, it was riding home and my commute that I thought, okay, if I can't answer that question, then it's not fair to this team for me to be here long-term because I don't, I don't know, I just don't have a direction. So how I felt at that time was like if you were out in, in the forest with a bunch of tall trees and everything looks the same and you're wandering around and you're trying to figure out where to go and you see a pathway where others have gone, like you see their footprints and inside you know I'm not supposed to take that pathway even though I think, I mean that's where everybody else went so I think that's the right pathway and yet my compass is telling me I need to go this way and it was that inner struggle of knowing like this is the path I should take but I don't think that's the path I'm supposed to take and so it's that wrestling and being able to figure out what is my what's the compass saying and for me it's like where's God directing me that he's my compass and so if he's directing me in a different 
place, then I have to ask myself, well, how do I get there? So for me, it was actually a career change and going into full-time freelance work where I could direct things in a way where I could find the most fulfillment. And those decisions are so challenging. And that is what taught me that setting goals is important. Because when I sat down and figured out around that time, where do I personally want to be in life? That answered my question then of the long term, you know, where am I going? I don't see myself here. And so I realized I do need to have some goals. And I do need to, you know, it's not New Year's resolutions, but it's really just general life direction. Um, so what I've done, it, what I've changed about it is that I, I no longer try to figure out um, the way you write it down with SMART goals, you know, it's small, it's measurable, it's um, time-related, all those things like called, you know, the acronym for SMART goals. That, I struggle with that. I struggle to even say it right now when I'm, I'm trying to spit it out. Um, I, I just can't do it because for me, that becomes the things I never take action on. So a year ago when I sat down to write out some goals, I realized I need to, to restructure this. And so I decided I was gonna write I will statements. And that's what I do now. I, I, this is probably the second year actually that I've done it and now I'm about to sit down and write my goals for next year. And again, they will be I will statements. And the reason I do it that way is like, it, it puts it in my control in that I will do this, I'm committing to doing it. And along the way, I will figure out the steps on how to how make that happen. It might not be that I plan it all out perfectly, but that at some point the direction becomes clear. Now what I did was I framed my goals and put them in my office so I could see them because I regularly look at that sheet and ask myself, am I going in the direction that I said I would go? Now when I'm writing those, um, they have to be within my control, like the outcome has to be. So I could write something like this. I will have a weekly date night with my husband. Well, that sounds really good and it sounds like it's in my control, but it's not because he's a whole other person in our relationship. And if I want a weekly date night and he doesn't, which he does actually, but um, I'm just giving this as an example for like how another person's schedule and another person's desires are part of that goal. So if I can't achieve that, then I feel like I didn't accomplish my I will. So here's the modification of it instead. I will invest in my marriage by flexing my schedule to make time to connect with my husband in some way weekly. Now that's really subtle, but the difference is I'm going to be flexible for when he's available and it might not be a date night. It might not be going out to eat. It might be just going for a walk. It might be just turning off the television. Ugh, I hate the television sometimes when we're trying to have a conversation. So sometimes it's just turning off the TV and having a meaningful conversation. Whatever that is, it's different because I am in control in saying I can flex and make this happen. So some people have come up with a word for the year and I have always thought, nah, word for the year. I don't do that. Well, what happened in early 2018 when I sat down to write my I will statements for the year, when I finished, I realized there was a very clear common thread in everything and the word was reduce. So I was saying I will reduce 
sugar and unhealthy carbs, reduce the number on the scale, reduce debt, reduce possessions, reduce unnecessary expenses, reduce time wasted on TV and Facebook, reduce the me focus and focus on others, reduce procrastination. I could see that coming out in everything. So rather than pushing forward, I knew there was some trimming that had to happen this year. And I can say that that really has happened throughout the year that I have reduced. So here are the eight statements that I put down from last year, and I just wanna share them. They've actually been on this poster on my desk all year long. And I said these eight, I will put God first. I will develop personally. I will make my health a priority. I will write. I will grow my business. I will develop professionally. I will invest in others and I will be organized and frugal. Now under each of those, I listed out some bullet points with some actions that I could see that I could practically take during the year that would help me to achieve each of those I will statements. So as I look ahead to 2019, I'm going to be sitting down right after Christmas and it might be actually right after New Year's. I'm still working on where I'm putting that in my schedule, but I'm going to be working on writing some more I will statements. So my challenge for you is to sit down, it, maybe it's a half day, maybe it's a couple hours, maybe you have a whole day to do a little bit of a personal retreat, but I encourage you to write some I will statements, maybe five to 10 things that are within your control that you are personally committing to yourself to do this year. And that's the thing, this is a personal commitment to me that I'm gonna ask myself, did I stay faithful to the commitment I made to myself at the beginning of this year? As we look at our life repurpose section of the podcast and the broadcast, I'm going to just continue a little bit with what I just talked about and show you how I'm going to visually represent my I will statements this year. So um, I typed, like I said last year, I typed all of my I will statements. I kind of graphically designed it and put my logo on there and everything and, and put it in one of these clear plastic things on my desk and that was cool, so it's in front of me. But I wanted to do something fun and creative for this year. So behind me, you can see a chalkboard that I've propped up and this is um, an old window and I've just painted chalk paint over the window. I've shown you chalkboards before on here on the video before, um, but basically it's just chalkboard paint and then after a couple of layers, I let it dry really good and then give it a light sand with auto body, like the black sandpaper. And then, um, then you rub chalk over the whole thing and then wipe it all off. And so that dust of chalk that you've put on the whole thing conditions it and has it ready to go. Now, if I write on it with regular chalk, it'll wipe right off and I can even wash it and start over. If I write on it with these fancy chalk markers that you can buy at the craft store, the kind that you shake, um, these ones actually are harder to get off. In fact, even if you scrubbed it really well, a lot of them, you would have to actually give it a light coat of paint in order to get rid of it. Now, I am going to use these this year to write my I will statements on that chalkboard and then hang that in my office. And because it's gonna last for the whole year, I'm fine with the idea of repainting the thing in um, January of next year if I wanna use it for that purpose. Again, it's just a light coat of paint, I'm fine with that. Um, but I just want you to know, if you decide to make a chalkboard, you can make one out of almost anything, an old window, an old piece of wood, anything that it has a smooth enough surface that you can paint on it. So I encourage you 
to come up with some kind of visual reminder that you can use as you set your goals and your I will statements for the year that you'll be able to see it often and just kind of keep telling yourself, yeah, I'm on track. For our final segment today, I wanna to give you some resources. I love to give you recommended reading. So gonna be looking today at some goal setting and life planning help. And so I'm going to recommend two resources for you from Michael Hyatt. I like listening to his leadership podcast and I've read quite a few of his books. And um, I wanna show you living forward. This is one that I purchased after a conference and read. And this one, the subtitle is A Proven Plan to Stop Drifting and get the life you want. And that book is really about creating a life plan. So a little different than the goal setting, but yet really a good first step. Because if you don't know where you're going in general in life, like I said, where I was like two years ago when I was just not really sure what's my five-year plan, I can't set this year's goals until I have a overarching view of where I wanna go with my life. So um, this one does talk about SMART goals, I just said, they don't work so much for me. However, it does mention them, and for a lot of people, the info is gonna be super great. So I'm not saying that's a bad idea of using that method for how to set goals. I'm just saying for me, I have to modify a little bit. So the book talks about taking a day and spending some time setting goals. And one thing I really like, um, he's, Michael Hyatt says in there, um, when you're trying to set a day, you really need to get off your butt. And he spells it B-U-T, not B-U-T-T. And this is because he's saying get off of whatever comes to mind as soon as you say I'm gonna invest a day in planning out my life and some goals. You're gonna say, but I don't have time. Or you're gonna say, but I don't have resources. But other people have the gifts and abilities. But these buts always come up. So he says get off your butt and start living life forward instead of living life with regret. So I love that one. And then the one that I do not have here but is on my wish list and I'm ordering it. In fact, I have an Amazon gift card and I think I'm going to go ahead and order this book. It is another Michael Hyatt book called Your Best Year Ever, A Five-Step Plan for Achieving Your Most Important Goals. So this is kind of a follow-up to the first one and I wanna to read to you a little bit from the book description. It says, we all want to live a life that matters. We all want to reach our full potential, but too often we find ourselves overwhelmed by the day to day. Our big goals get pushed to the back burner and then more often than not, they get forgotten. Michael Hyatt wants readers to know that it doesn't have to be this way. In fact, he thinks that this is the year readers can finally close the gap between reality and their dreams. Then in the book, um, he promises to help you discover three simple ways to triple the likelihood of achieving your goals, um, shows how to quit proof your goals, quit proof your goals, and then um, talks about what to do if you feel stuck. So the book back cover says anyone who is tired of not seeing progress in their personal, intellectual, business, relationship, or financial goals will treasure the field-tested wisdom found in these pages. So. If you are going to be setting some goals for this year, or you're gonna be just looking at where do I want my life to be in general, I would love to hear from you. I would love to have you send me an email or contact me through Instagram or Facebook and just tell me what your goals are and where you're going and I would love to be able to cheer you on. 
check me out on Facebook, like I said, on all the social media channels, on my website, michellerayburn.com, and you will find the show notes for this at michellerayburn.com slash six. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com.